Welcome to Eat This Scroll, a University Fellowship Church podcast. My name is Chris Moore, and I'm so happy to be here with you this fall. We just learned that winter doesn't happen until December 21st, but until winter, and by God's will, through the winter, we will continue recording these episodes, which is a gathering of staff members twice a week to chew on God's word and share that with you in hopes of encouraging and edifying you and maybe getting a belly laugh or two. It's my personal goal every episode. Um, I feed off of your belly laughs. That's what it is. <laughs> this week, we've got Sean Duncan. Welcome, Sean. I am here and I might stay, <laughs> depending on how this continues, Chris. Give me your belly laughs, Sean. That's what I need. Okay, so uh, you had shared interest in revisiting some of our old blind Q&As. Yeah. I was like, Chris, just ask me something. Just come on, man. Yeah. Come up with something semi-intelligent. Yeah. We can talk about it. So I did at least a couple. Okay. <laughs> so this one is, uh, what is happening when I read the Bible? Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. What is happening when I read the Bible? Mm-hmm. Well, you're, there's cones in your eyes and there's are sassy <laughs> man. Yeah. Well, what is happening when I read my Bible? There's a, I mean, there's a lot of different things. Um, Mm -hmm. Where to begin? Where to begin? What is happening when I read my Bible? Well, reading your Bible is a spiritual discipline. You could think about spiritual disciplines the way you could think about physical disciplines. Mm -hmm. Uh, For example, going to the gym consistently. Yeah. Uh, Over time, you see progress. Uh, Whether you lift for strength or you do like CrossFit type of stuff, or if you're a runner, um, on any given day, you might not necessarily feel stronger or mm-hmm. better or uh, more agile. You might actually feel like more broken down. But over time of being consistent, disciplining yourself mm-hmm. to have a regular rhythm, over time you have growth. That's what a spiritual discipline is. It's a regular rhythm that over time you have growth. And these are um, spiritual disciplines are means that, God intends to grow his people through. Mm-hmm. So God gives the growth. You know, let's think about Paul when he's like, Paul plants, Apollos waters, but God gives the growth. Same thing with your spiritual disciplines. Yeah. That's not you growing yourself. God gives the growth, but the means by which he plans to do that is through what we call spiritual disciplines. Mm-hmm. So that's like reading your Bible. That's things like prayer is a spiritual discipline, like evangelism, generosity, um, the gathering of the saints. There's, so there's corporate spiritual disciplines. There's uh, individual spiritual disciplines. But one of like the big winners is mm-hmm. reading your Bible. Um, so it's a way that God grows us. Um, over and over again throughout the Old Testament and New Testament, God instructs people to um, to feed on his word, as it mm-hmm. were. Um, think about Joshua chapter one, where Joshua is told to um, meditate on God's Torah on his law uh, and that through doing so he uh, will be successful mm-hmm. in his en- endeavors. What endeavors, you know, uh, keeping Torah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then you get to Psalm one and that invitation is extended to any. Thing is uh, this Hebrew word, a shri, which uh, like there's two different Hebrew words that gets translated as blessing. Hmm. One is this verb barak, which like means to um, like pronounce something good or favorable for someone. Okay. Like when you go to ask for 
um, your wife's hand in marriage, like from the father, you know, mm-hmm. you're asking for the blessing. You're asking for them to basically like give approval. Yeah. But Ashri is more of like a state. It's like a state of verb, um, which uh, maybe a good translation would be happy. Yeah. So it's, it's like the happy one or the flourishing one. It has to do with your state. So it, it, it can either be read that um, the person who meditates on the word and delights in it will be happy. Mm-hmm. Or the happy person is someone who meditates on the word and does e- either way. It's like your, your human flourishing and your genuine joy mm-hmm. is tethered to and intertwined with Bible reading. Yeah. Um, no, not just Bible. It doesn't say read your Bible. It says meditate. Mm-hmm. Um, so that could be like you hear a verse and throughout the day, you're just like thinking about it. You're meditating on the Bible, even though you didn't personally read it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but God's actually changing us through the word. Um, how does he do that? And um, there's a a term called the illumination of scripture, which is a work of the spirit to um, to help believers, to enable believers to not only rightly interpret scripture, um, but to know how to rightly apply scripture. Mm-hmm. And you can see that in first Corinthians uh, chapter end of chapter two, I think. And then also second Corinthians chapter three, like verses like 15 through 18. That says the spirit is the Lord who, um, who lifts the veil from the heart of those who turn to Christ. And, and by doing that, one is able to behold the glory of God in Moses as Moses, the, which are the first five books yeah. of the Bible. And, you're seeing the glory of God in scripture. Mm-hmm. Um, but the eyes that are able to actually see the glory of God in scripture are only given by the spirit. Mm-hmm. The spirit enables us to see the glory, but then seeing the glory of God in scripture then transforms us from one degree of glory to another. So the question, like what happens when I read my Bible? Well, when I read my Bible, I'm being transformed. Often we think like I am trying to understand this, yeah. but in reality, this is, is making me understand myself mm-hmm. and changing me. Um, so that's something that's happening in Bible reading. Uh, it's also sanctifying you, which is like another way of saying transform, but I'm thinking more specifically about like moral sanctification. Mm-hmm. It's, it's leading you towards holy practice. Like, how do you know what sin is? Right. How do like literally anyone listening to this, how do you know what is sin and what isn't? Mm-hmm. Well, whatever answer you give for something is sin or something isn't, though you know how you know that the Bible. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, so even whether or not you read it yourself, mm-hmm. someone had to read the Bible and then told you that thing. How do you know about Jesus? The Bible. Yeah. You know, maybe someone told you about Jesus, but how did they know about Jesus? The Bible. Yeah. So even if you're not the direct reader of Scripture, it is from Scripture that you are getting all of these things that are totally revolutionizing your life and changing you. So that's all happening from Scripture, either either directly or indirectly. Um, but why wouldn't you just drink from the, the source instead of have someone carry you a cup from a few miles away? Yeah, you know the water gets warm after that time. Um, yeah, I don't know. Are these help, helping? These are things Absolutely. that are things that are helping. Yeah, I think they're they're really practical things that show people like what what should I expect from myself? What's the incentive in some ways? Yeah, I um, mean it protects you. Mm-hmm. Reading scripture protects you, uh, protects you from sin, um, keeps you in the truth of God, God's word, and um, those who abide in Christ abide in His word, mm-hmm. uh, which is or His commands. But how do you know His commands apart from 
his word itself. Right. Uh, psalm 19 is an, is or 119 is an entire psalm. It's the longest psalm in the book of Psalms, and it's all about how great the Bible is. Mm. Um, let me just like read some of it. Blessed are those who keep his testimonies. These are all like synonyms for the Bible. Uh, who seek him with their whole heart, who also do no wrong, but walk in his ways. You have commanded your precepts to keep diligently on that. Oh, that my ways may be steadfast in keeping your statutes. Then I shall not be put to shame having my eyes fixed on all your commands. Oh, see, you know, you, you don't want to be put to shame. Great. Set your eyes on the word and yeah. keep the word. Uh, verse seven, I will praise you with an upright heart. When I learn your righteous rules, Dear listener, friend, do you want to be able to praise God with an upright heart? Oh, well, in order to have an upright heart, you need to learn the righteous rules. Where are you going to learn those? In the Bible. Yeah. Uh, verse eight, I will keep your statutes. Do not utterly forsake me. H- how can you keep a statute? You read the word. Let me, I'm just going to jump to a random spot in this. Here's <laughs> verse 27. Make, your, make me understand the way of your precepts and I will meditate on your wondrous works. My soul melts away for sorrow. Strengthen me according to your word. You want to be stronger? God's going to do that through his word. Uh, verse 29. Put Yeah, yeah. You want, you want a bigger bench? Uh, put false ways far from me and graciously teach me your law. How is God going to put bad things or like, things that you should not do? How is he going to remove those things from your life? Mm-hmm. The means by which he's going to remove those things from your life is he's going to reveal to you in his word that those are wrong mm-hmm. and that you shouldn't do them. And by revealing those things in his word, that is how God will protect you from falling into those ways. Let me just jump to another random spot. Here is uh, verse 49. Remember your word to your servant in which you have made me hope. This is my comfort in my affliction. Oh, you have any affliction? Well, God will comfort you in your affliction. How? With his word. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, let me jump again to another random spot. Verse uh, 60. I hasten and do not delay to keep your commandments. Though the cords of the wicked ensnare me, I do not forget your law. At midnight, I rise to praise you because of your righteous rules. Man, when life seems that everything's against you, is there any reason to actually praise God? Oh, turns out there is. You know where those uh, things are found? In the Bible. Mm-hmm. Enough so to where if life was falling apart, you would want to wake up in the middle of the night and praise God. But you'll only know those things if you read your Bible. Yeah. Now, let me just jump to another random spot in this uh, uh, <laughs> verse 81. My soul longs for your salvation. I hope in your word. Do you have any hope of salvation dear listener? Well, how do you have hope of salvation? Well, that hope is, is secured and anchored in the promises of the word. Mm-hmm. So the way you hope in the south, sal- the future salvation of God, when, when Christ returns and he redeems his people and rids his creation of all traces of sin, that future reality, you know how you hope in that by reading your Bible Yeah, and and by reading your Bible, that fuels your hope. Mm -hmm. You're indestructible when you have an unshakable hope that is secured in the promises of scripture and are guaranteed in the future coming of Jesus Christ. That's all in the Bible. I'm just, look at me. How am I, how am I answering your question? (laughs) I'm reading the Bible to answer it. So the Bible has a lot to say about the Bible. The Bible has a lot to say about the Bible. But 
we all still know and probably struggle to some degree or know people who just really have a hard time building routines, making space. It seems mm-hmm. like everything has an excuse for why they can't get into their Bible that day. Yeah. What encouragement would you have for that person apart from just <laughs> what yeah. you just said? <laughs> yeah. Let, let me uh, C.S. Lewis screw tape letter you. Ooh, there if, you go. If Satan's goal or like the chief demon's goals are to keep you from God mm-hmm. and to keep you from the thing that will grow you most in God, uh, you know, doesn't it make sense then that when it comes to like, ah, oh, I'm going to read my Bible, all of a sudden you have all these distractions. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't have all those distractions when you're doing other things in the morning. No, Netflix n- you know? never gets derailed. <laughs> How often are you distracted away from looking at Instagram mm-hmm. or distracted away from looking at TikTok or distracted away from s- scrolling through Craigslist? Mm-hmm. Not very often. Right. But the moment you open your Bible app and you're like, I'm going to scroll through Psalm 119, <laughs> all of a sudden you're like, what was that grocery list I was supposed to do? Your mind, <laughs> yeah. your mind floods with every other option. Why is that? Because the enemy wants to keep you from the thing that will grow you most. Mm-hmm. So when you grab your Bible off the shelf or open your Bible app, you are not entering into like casual relaxed time. You are entering into war. Yeah, It's time to suit up and get to work. And all the things in life that are most worth it are the most difficult. Mm. You want really good, th- good things in life. It takes work. Um, life is hard no matter what. It's just what hard do you want? I mean, right. like thinking again about like people going to the gym, it's like, it's hard to go to the gym. It's not fun. Like I went to the gym today and when I was there, I was like, this freaking sucks. Like this was, <laughs> this is horrible. I was miserable. Yeah. But I also want to be a dad who can, by the grace of God, walk and run with my kids. And at least my, my son, I want to still be able to be him at wrestling when he's graduating high school. Mm-hmm. If I don't go to the gym, I'll have a different type of heart in my life, but it's not the heart that I won't actually want. Right. So hard is hard. It's mm-hmm. just which hard do you want to choose? Which one's actually worth it? God wants to grow you, but it's called a discipline mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, because you don't fall into disciplines. Right. Um, I'd be willing to guess that everyone um, who's listening to this, who has a full-time job. They go to work every day. They're not missing work unless they're taking a vacation day or a sick day. And I'd be willing to bet that every day they wake up and they go to work. And I bet every day they set an alarm to mm-hmm. make that happen, which tells me that everyone listening to this has at least some level of good discipline. Right. So you just apply those skills also to the Bible. What's going to be more important in 20,000 years <laughs> showing up mm-hmm. now here's what another thing I'd say the Bible never gives the command to read the Bible hmm. there's there's no command in scripture like Christians read your Bible every day interesting no. but there are um, instructions to meditate mm-hmm. on scripture and that could be through a sermon listening to the dwell app um, reading one verse and thinking about it. It'd, I would rather you read one verse and apply it to your life every day than to read five chapters and then for f- not think about it for the rest of the day until the next day that you open your Bible. Yeah. That'd, like, that'd be way better for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's about meditating. It's about having it fill your mind for the rest of the day and having it shape your life. And th- by the grace of God, that is how he is transforming us and he is shaping us. One of the many ways, but one of the primary ways that he's doing that. 
the spirit, uh, think about it this way, Chris, uh, you know, you ask a random question and now I'm just, I'm on a soapbox. <laughs> Here I am. Up. I love it. <laughs> okay. Uh, the example of spirit or the metaphor of spirit, um, the word spirit, both in Greek and in Hebrew, it has um, a similar range of, it could mean spirit. Okay. It also mean wind. It could also mean breath. Mm-hmm. Um, so in Psalm, I think it's, it's either Psalm 33 or Psalm 34. Go look it up later. Verse six It says by the word of the mouth, God created, God created by the word of the mouth, the Lord created the heavens and by the breath of his mouth, he created all their hosts. So you see how like word and breath or yeah. word and spirit are mm-hmm. going together because like right now, as we're talking into these microphones every now and then, like the person listening can hear like these little puffs, mm-hmm. puffs, puffs, because my words are being carried by the breath. Mm-hmm. Now the breath is not the word, right? It's very different, but I cannot have the word apart from the breath and the, I cannot have the breath apart from the word. Mm-hmm. The spirit of God, the way the spirit of God is at work in the world and in your world and in you personally is by the word Mm -hmm. because the spirit carries the word and the spirit makes the word effective. Mm -hmm. So um, there's no, you don't pit like your Bible study against like the work of the Holy Spirit in your life. The way the Holy Spirit is going to work in your life is through your Bible study and that will transform you. And the Bible is so hard to read. It's like, it's an ancient book. Mm-hmm. It's confusing. It's really long. It's like, <laughs> if you, an abridged version of if you thing? tried to learn anything, like you wouldn't do it alone. Mm-hmm. Um, you'd at least like look up good resources online. Like if you wanted to, I, I cooked a turkey for the first time for Thanksgiving. Nice work. Yeah, and it turned out great. You want to know why it turned out great? Because I looked up a recipe. You read in the Bible? No, no. Okay. I YouTubed, <laughs> yeah. YouTubed turkey, cooking a turkey. I, fa- I watched a few videos, found the one that seemed to make the most sense to me. And I was like, okay, that like saw how many views it had, how many like comments in the comment section. You know, it's like, this is a five-star review type of thing. It's like yeah. the same thing with your Bible reading. Find trusted resources. Don't go at it alone. There's no reason to be a lone ranger. Yeah. God makes us alive together with Christ. <laughs> like amp people up with yeah read your bible it's awesome yeah yeah absolutely and you won't even know it's awesome until years later when you're <laughs> seriously it's like one of those yeah. things like maybe at first like you get like the newbie gains mm-hmm. <laughs> the, newbie, the gains. newbie gains like you go to the gym you, you just like pack on 20 pounds of muscle and you get way stronger really quick but then for the next five years you're like oh, i've made no progress but you're benching way more than like any human yeah. on the streets that you see <laughs> It just takes time and progress is slow, but progress comes. The metaphor in scripture, especially Psalm one is fruit, Mm -hmm. uh, not Google searches. Right. Fruit takes time and fruit only comes in seasons. And some seasons there is no fruit, but the promise of Psalm one is not that there's always fruit, but that the leaf will never wither. Mm. That's the promise of reading scripture. Being a tree planted by streams of living water is that your leaf will never wither. Not that you'll always have fruit, yeah, but that you will have fruit Mm -hmm. and your leaf will always be green. Yeah. What an encouragement. Yeah. Well, heathen, go out there and read your Bible. Jeez Louise. <laughs> <laughs> Sean, thank you as always. Yeah, Taking man. the time, I appreciate it. Yeah. And listener, hopefully that was an encouragement to you to go out there and read your Bible. Yeah. Just do it. Just do it. Nike. Just do it. Whoever. Yeah. Mm, <laughs> yeah. Catch you on the flip. Bye. Bye. 
Well, thanks for listening. Thank you to our guests for coming and sharing what they've been chewing on in God's Word. We produce these podcasts and release them twice a week, so please subscribe so you don't miss out on one. And don't forget, love God, love your neighbor, and make disciples.